0: institute of world mission podcast you're listening to the show for adventist cross cultural mission enthusiasts my name is alex ott and together with the iwm team we invite you to join us today this podcast is a production of the institute of world mission brought to you with support of the general conference missions family of ministries and services Today, together with Dr. Katja Reinhardt, we will bring to your attention part two of our series on Missionary Health. The topic of this interview is exercise. You may remember that because this is a series, we will most probably be publishing more episodes faster on the dedicated website page. Look for the link in the show notes. Also, in the show notes, you will see the link to part one, which We already aired earlier, last month, or later episodes if they have been published already. Just before jumping into the interview, I'd love to remind you that my guest today is Dr. Katja Reinhardt. Katja serves as Associate Director of General Conference Health Department and works closely with Adventist missionaries globally. With that, let's get to the interview. (music) Katia, welcome back to the IWM podcast.
1: My pleasure being here.
0: Now, this is the second episode in a special series that we're doing on missionary health. Today's topic is exercise. So it's true that regular exercise is the best thing we can do to our health. Would you agree with that, sleep
1: I fully agree with that. There is a big emphasis now on exercise being medicine, uh, better than medicine even. And so um, uh, we, that you know, oftentimes prescribe things to patients. We are asked to prescribe exercise as if it were a medicine. It's good not just for, uh, you know, reversing certain things, but also for prevention. Big, uh, big important factor for preventing disease as well as treating disease.
0: So it is more important than diet, than rest, I don't know, other things. Exercise is the most important thing.
1: You know, uh, there's been some questions about, oh, maybe diet is more important or maybe exercise. Of course, we believe it's a holistic approach. Uh, There's many factors. But the research, if you look at the evidence in terms of the amount of research and the the quality of the research that has been done on exercise in preventing early death, preventing all kinds of uh, various chronic diseases, Specifically, linking to exercise, we have the most, probably the the great amount of research and support data supporting exercise as a key factor. Uh, I still believe diet is very critical. Sleep is very critical. And we do have some data on those, um, but not as much as we do with exercise. So I think we would say diet and exercise probably the most important ones. I still believe exercise. If I had to choose between the two, I would say exercise, and I'll explain later why.
0: Right. So we are doing something very important today. Very very valuable.
1: I will tell you, if the person listening is overweight or obese, even if they smoked or if they did any other, their diet is not good, if they can pay attention to the benefits of exercise, they will be able to see great results in their health. So no matter where you are, exercise, this topic will be very critical to helping you live more healthily.
0: So, Katya, our listeners, our missionaries, as you very well know, and uh, uh, Adventists, mostly uh, people who know a lot about health. True. So what we're going to try to do is to apply um, uh, this idea of exercising to, uh, to the reality. Now, I know that you uh, meet many missionaries. You travel extensively. In fact, uh, every time at Mission Institute, you assess them. You meet with every family. So could you tell us, uh, you probably don't have exact statistics, but as Adventist missionaries, are we better on exercising than the population out there? Are we worse? Are we average?
1: I would love to say that we are better. Um, And I guess, depending on the group, and of course, we haven't done research on missionaries in this area, but I would say just by meeting with people, when we go over the assessments of their lifestyle and everything, um, perhaps we do see a more aware, more awareness of the importance of exercise. Uh, sometimes we see about, what, maybe 30, 40% of them, uh, and that's a high number, uh, that are somewhat physically active, maybe not fit, you know, like at the best uh, of their fitness, but they at least are interested in doing that. And usually during the mission institutes, we would have, you know, an exercise kind of competition among, you know, the people. And they usually are, are many of them are very active. So I, I maybe they are better than the general population. Because if you look at the general population, still we have a huge amount of lack of physical activity in, mm-hmm. in most of it. Like 80% is not as physically active. Um, but it's still not... I don't think it's something we could be proud of. Oh, we are more active than other people out there. I'm not sure that we can say that.
0: So you're not quite happy with where <laughs> we are as missionaries in terms of exercising. Not
1: quite. I think we can improve. We can. We can. There's always room for improvement.
0: All right. All right. Well, we'll get to some practical uh, things here uh, very soon. Now, let, let's. Before we do that, though, let's do discuss exercising just in, in a little bit generally. So my question is this, uh, how many hours of exercise a week is optimal for a person?
1: Okay. Well, first of all, I like to say, I know we're using the word exercise, and that's the word that uh, is often used in celebrations, the E is exercise. But I like to think of it uh, in terms of physical activity, okay, Okay? not just exercise. Because some people think, oh, exercise, I have to go to a gym, or I have to, you know, run, or I have to do this. And and really, we're looking at... For health, the hours of physical activity—not just exercise per se—and so you know, in a gym or in a in a setting, um, it's how much do you how how active you are in general, and how many hours are you active? And we'll talk about it later. There are several areas. You know, you could be low uh, uh, intensity or moderate intensity or, or vigorous intensity in your in your activity. So we like to think that it's important to be at least 7 hours of moderate physical activity which means you are and we can explain that maybe later on how to identify this but you are being active you're breathing a little faster you are working your muscles and your heart um at least 7 hours a week on average 30 minutes a day or an hour a day so between you know uh Three and a half to seven hours a week of okay. moderate physical activity
0: well that 's a good goal now let's let 's do the three uh, levels of physical activity that you just mentioned. How okay. would you characterize the, the low level
1: so low level is you know and of course we like to um encourage people at least to walk you know and again you could be physically active just by walking you don't need to be running per se but uh if you are in a low intensity physical activity you're thinking that very leisurely walk uh you may be walking here or there You're, you're you're not really working out so much but you're not sitting so you may be stepping around, you know, like for instance, sometimes we see in meetings, people are walking in the back of the room, coming forward, just avoiding sitting so because anything sitting is not sitting. Exactly, anything that's burning a little more calories and it's making you move around, but you're not really working your heart so that heart much. So heart rate is not
0: is not raised at being all.
1: raised so much, but at least you're not sitting, you're not you know inactive. So that would be the low intensity. The moderate intensity is where you are walking a little faster or maybe you're running uh, slightly, you know, not pushing your heart rate that much. Uh, And how you know you are doing a moderate physical activity is that you can talk normally to somebody next Mm -hmm. to you. Mm -hmm. You can carry on a conversation, but you cannot sing. Because you're working your heart hard enough that you know for you to sing, you'd have to stop and sing, you can't really because you need to take a breath and you can breathe and sing you know at the same time because of the level of activity. So that would be a moderate.
0: I love this explanation. You can talk, but you cannot sing.
1: Correct. Correct. That's a, a, a quick way to identify whether. So it is for, or not.
0: for those of us who are actually able to monitor their heart rate, let's say on their, Watch or, uh, or what? What do you call those?
1: Uh, Fitbit or Apple Watch or some kind of pedometer. Right. Okay. Um,
0: for those of us, what would be the heart rate? Or range? Oh, it would
1: vary person by person. Okay. Somebody who is not very fit or is not very used to physical activity. Uh, it could be that they can go very fast uh, and walk very fast, and still their heart rate is at 100 because you know that is is really working out their heart for them. But uh, for someone who is not, maybe just to getting up off the chair and taking some steps, their heart rate, if they're not fit you know, it will go up much higher. To 150 uh, or I don't know 150. That would be a problem. But yeah. at least maybe 100, where yeah. it normally wouldn't be for other people. It would be 60s or 70s right. if they're fit. So everybody is different. That's why you can't really go for one heart rate for everyone. But, um, the, you know, you, you have to come up with what your maximum heart rate and minimal heart rate is, and there's a way to calculate that for those that like to run and like to monitor their heart rate. But usually... Um, we go more for you know the breathing can tell you like for instance if you're someone who runs and you're used to run and let's say your heart rate you can uh, you've been practicing and you can try to have a, a heart rate of between 145 to 155 and that's your goal mm-hmm. for for your fitness um, it could be that you are there and you are talking to somebody normally no problem you know but for somebody else who is not fit they can get there they won't be able to even even talk or in a very, very hard time so fitness varies and heart rate varies between people
0: so that's the moderate intensity yeah uh, what is the
1: the high difference intensity? yeah the difference between moderate and high intensity would be that in high you can maybe still say a few words but it's not as easy to talk so mm-hmm. you are really working your heart rate more so it's hard to carry a conversation uh, like, imagine somebody, you know, playing basketball, running fast, or doing something uh, like that. I mean, you can't really be talking and, and doing that, you know. So, it takes more uh, breathing, uh, more circulation for your heart, and your heart is working faster. so. Uh, You might be able to say a word or two, but not really carry on a conversation. (laughs) And definitely not sing. (laughs)
0: That is very helpful. Now, it seems to me that talking about uh, the different intensities, we are actually discussing the aerobic exercises is that, is that correct? yes
1: certainly yeah because of course there's three types of exercises tell us about those okay so you have flexibility exercises so those are those stretching those kind of pilates or some uh, some of those kinds of exercises that deal with your joints with your flexibility of your joints and your muscle work and all that in terms of um, you know uh, making sure that you have proper, Movements, range, range of motion in those joints, etc. So those have to do your flexibility. Then there's the aerobic exercises, which, mm-hmm. uh, when we talk about exercise, sometimes people that's what they're thinking, um, and it's about helping your heart uh, to become stronger mm-hmm. and to build heart muscle and work your heart uh, rate and and you know your lungs and everything together to build um, strength in your heart muscle. Um, And then there is the last one, which is related to um, your um, resistance kinds of exercises that works your muscles. So those used to have your strengthening exercises, you know, people lifting weights. Um, they're not necessarily moving. Yeah, they will be breathing sometimes and their heart rate may go up, but it's, it's not consistent for too long. It's, you know, you're doing 20 um, times a certain exercise or a series of exercises using, building, um, using weights or building your muscle mass. So okay. those, that's the, the uh, third time. They're all important. But
0: I was just gonna ask. So the <laughs> the three are just for me to recap: um, the um, stretching exercises, yes, help, flexibility exercises help, exercises. Joints. help joints, help Aerobic exercises help heart the heart. The
1: heart. They of course, of course, they will also use muscle and everything. But the the goal is the heart.
0: And the resistant exercises they help uh, body mass
1: primarily uh, body mass and build muscles.
0: Yes. All right. So now I'm I'm just thinking missionaries. All right. Mm-hmm. As you talk. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm, li- I'm listening very carefully, but I'm thinking missionaries. So, uh, our audience, the listeners, are their teachers, um, their physicians, mm-hmm. um, their church administrators, pastors, uh, global mission pioneers, people who uh, usually work with other people in one way or the other. And um, I would imagine their lifestyle as not being naturally full with uh, with exercise coming from hard work uh, hard physical work activities so thinking of that uh, would you say what kind of uh, exercises would they need stretching uh, resistance or aerobic well or all of them or yeah you, you
1: know I will say all of them because all of them are very important but I guess what is important uh, each uh, person listening have to has to think about their role their lifestyle as it is there might be people as you said who um you know they may be in an area where it's near nature they may be in an isolated Uh, or, you know, far away school where they're uh, able to be outside and, you know, maybe they have a garden in their home and they're working in the garden. And and so, you know, they might have some of those physical activity opportunities. Um, In fact, by the way, gardening is a type of aerobic activity that does bring um, your heart rate up, and it's a very good exercise. It also builds muscle uh, work, so it could be both Um, strengthening exercise as a resistance as well as as aerobic. Um, And so they may be involved in some of those things, but there is somebody who maybe is an administrator who is sitting all the time, who works long hours, It gets home, you know. We may not have time, so I guess everybody has to analyze what are they doing. Um, And even though they may be in the mission field, it's not too different than people outside uh, of of the mission field, except they may have some challenges that we can talk about later. And we
0: will definitely, yeah. But
1: I would say that uh, all three are very important. So if there's someone who is not um, doing any aerobic exercise because of their whatever activity they have, it would be important to add that at least 30 minutes a day of moderate physical activity. And that would be important. And walking, again, is is a very easy one that they can do. Uh, If they're doing that and they, you know, are not doing a resistance per se, two, three times a week, very important to add at least 20, 30 minutes of resistance exercises that works through the main muscles of the you know, of the body, you know, the calves, the quads, the arms and all that. So, and of course, the core, which is very important. And if they're doing that, but they're not doing stretching and they're not doing flexibility, it would be important to add that as well.
0: Now, Katia, w- as Adventists, we usually do not need to be persuaded that uh, uh, health is good for us, that exercise is good for us. At the same time, we sometimes we just don't do it, and yeah. that's that's sad. Um, so can you can you persuade us a little more? <laughs> Why is Why it so benefits? crucial? Why is it so
1: crucial? <laughs> yeah. Well, you said it right because uh, in fact, knowledge does not necessarily mean that we will follow through with the knowledge that we have. We know it's good. Uh, well, it's first of all so important because again, if you look at the amount of of data that has been. Uh, you know, we have available linking exercise to prevention of all major diseases from heart disease, uh, strokes, cancer, uh, you name it, exercise has an impact, mm-hmm. our immune system. Um, and so we have major uh, research done that shows how exercise is linked to preventable, I mean, to um, pre- premature death. So we can actually uh, prevent dying early. Unnecessarily, if we do it, uh, for instance, you know, just half an hour of walking every day, that is every day, can reduce your chances of having a heart attack in half, hmm. reduce uh, chances of having stroke in two-thirds, and likewise, almost half the chances of having cancer. Um, this done in, in large populations, men, women, walking in a moderate uh, intensity. And likewise, we see a prevention of diabetes reversal of diabetes if it's early on, and it reversal of uh, uh, reduction of deaths among diabetes. If you already are diabetic and you exercise, there is less chances you will die early, yeah, I mean, compared to others who don't exercise. And and here is is a data. If this does not motivate you, I don't know what will motivate people. If you have a neighbor who is a smoker, and you are not a smoker, but your neighbor exercises and is fit, and you are not fit. Who do you think will die early, according to the research?
0: I, I really want to know the answer.
1: <laughs> well, the research tells us your neighbor will live longer than you.
0: The one who smokes. The
1: one who smokes and exercises, compared to you who does not smoke but does not exercise.
0: Excellent. Now, that that that, is, that really is a punch. Uh, that, that really helps it to is put amazing. it in perspective.
1: Uh, that, now, that's maybe a negative side of looking at it, You know, if you think of it. But I like also the data that shows that um, the power of the exercise is so important. We know that obesity, for instance, kills people early, right? It's linked to all kinds of diseases. But if you are someone who is obese, but you exercise every day anywhere, physically active, at least, again, 30 minutes to an hour of modern physical activity, your chances of dying early reduce and become just as much, almost the same as the chances of dying uh, for someone who is a normal weight. Hmm. That's how powerful exercise is.
0: Katya, now let's, let's try to apply it to uh, some of the realities that our missionaries find themselves in. Uh, having uh, moderate physical activity uh, many times is very difficult for, for different reasons. Now, my question uh, to you is, what particular challenges do missionaries encounter as they exercise? Uh, quick example from, from my side, for example, uh, Amy and I, Uh, Amy is my wife. We lived in Lebanon for a number of years, and there's hardly a flat spot in Lebanon. It's hills. It's mountains. We've been already walking a lot and jogging together prior to coming to Lebanon. When we came there, uh, we wanted to continue, and I continued, but it was just up and down, up and down, and, and very rough, very rough terrain. Amy couldn't do it. I did it for a number of years while we were there, all, all the years, in fact. But for her, we had to buy uh, a treadmill. Huh. So just the terrain itself was a major challenge uh, for Amy to uh, to be able to exercise. So, I'm, But that's an easy challenge. <laughs> uh, help us to look at some of the other challenges. Yeah,
1: no, certainly that is one, you know, is the terrain um, where you are and and how limiting That may be for your particular interest of physical activity. You know, if you like to run, it's not easy to run in hills, you know. uh, But there's also other things, like there's air pollution. There are some places that huge amounts of um, air pollution, and that is a a major uh, factor now in in respiratory diseases and everything. So you may not want to be outside exercising um, and exposing yourself, you know, those deep breathing, let's say you're running in that environment. That's not necessarily the best, so you may have to, you know, find a different way on how how to exercise inside. What would you do, a
0: mask? So
1: um, you could use a mask, but you could also work, uh, exercise inside a place where there is cleaner air, you know, and, and filters maybe, whether it's in a, in a gym or whether it's at home, and you have a cleaner air inside the home, and you buy some tapes and, you know, you use... Uh, exercise or even a treadmill inside the home instead of being outside. Others have uh, another problem, which is not, um, it's, it can be in many places, not just in a mission field. You may be in an area where it's not safe for mm-hmm. you to exercise outside. You may not have parks or um, a safe sidewalks or even a place to go to walk safely. So there might traffic be violence, could be, uh, traffic one reason? is one reason. Um, or crime. Uh, or crime, yeah, violence. And so um, maybe if you're in a group, uh, it might be less a challenge if it's a place where, you know, there might be violence um, and you never want to go alone. And sometimes, you know, missionaries or the wives or the husband kids may may not have a whole lot of people around to... to walk with but certainly you know having a group can reduce some of the problems if you are afraid uh, or just try to find a different way oftentimes missionaries that have some of these challenges of not finding a safe place not having a gym not having you know clean air outside to go and so they need to find um, or the terrain as you mentioned is different they need to find a different route and oftentimes um It's safer for them to do something at home, whether it is through a treadmill or buying tapes to do exercises, you know, um, led by some bun and and tapes or whether it is finding a nearby gym or school where they can go and use the equipment there. You know, uh, everyone has to kind of look at their environment and see how best can I be physically active in this setting.
0: Katya, would you have some word of advice for men and women wanting to exercise, uh, let's say, jog uh, in places where it is quite countercultural? Local people don't jog at all and would look very weird, mm-hmm. especially wearing some of the very tight Clothing that the Western world would uh, see as normal for such a situation, but the local people would not see as normal? What to do with those? Very
1: good point. I mean, there's a certain Countries that we know, you know, the norms uh, are quite different than Western world compared, for instance. And so, I would say, though, more and more now, I've been to the Middle East, uh, some places. I've been to Africa, some places, and other. uh, Usually, you do see now people running. Even women, sometimes in their different, you know, they are. But in appropriate clothing. In appropriate clothing. So, it's not that, you know, women don't run, Mm -hmm. but you... Very pointed, your point is very well taken that you need to be very sensitive to the attire you're wearing Mm -hmm. and to what is the appropriate clothing. And before you go out and you just, you know, put on your shorts or your tights and your, you know, your sleeveless uh, tights, top, top, tops uh, uh, to go out, that you are very sensitive And, of course, missionaries usually get the training on that and how to be uh, culturally appropriate. Uh, Hopefully they are not doing this without um, thinking beforehand. But, you know, see how the women dress as they go out. And you may want to, you know, follow that same kind of pattern so you're not uh, really bringing an opportunity for people to look at you and and at first already judge you based on that. Um, And so you want to blend in. With the culture as much as you can in that.
0: I think if clothing can be taken care of, um, even if local people don't run, or let's say uh, local women don't run, but a, mission, a missionary woman would run appropriately clothed, uh, or a man, you know, it doesn't matter. It's not. It's not about gender. Yeah. Um, then even though it is counter-cultural, it will still be seen as something positive by the world. Sure. people.
1: Sure, of course. Because, of course, we want to demonstrate in our lifestyle things that are healthy, that can be powerful for them. And no matter where you are in the world, we know that chronic diseases are reaching people and that exercise and physical activity will be a powerful um, lifestyle uh, change that can reverse or prevent that. And so even if there are not a whole lot of women that are doing it, say, in terms of gender, and and you go and you invite a friend maybe to go with you or you as a couple are going out and walking or or jogging or whatever, um, you set a very good example. And then that may even you know, bring opportunities for people to come to you and say, hey, can I join you, or why are you doing this, or, you know. We could use, in fact, uh, physical activity and exercise as a great way to make friends in the community and to um, engage in the community.
0: I was just going to mention, I have seen situations in the Middle East where it was extremely difficult. Uh, The the cultural divide divide was so wide, it was extremely difficult for a a foreign couple, uh, either a man or a woman, uh, to make connections with locals. So one of the things that really helped is uh, for a lady going f- totally separate from her husband to uh, a gym, meeting local women there, yes. and really building a lot of connections uh, yes. just by being in the gym with them.
1: That's right. Um,
0: so that 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 means exercising can really, really um, help. Katya, we are out of time. My last question is this. Um, if you... Advised one physical activity to us as listeners. What would you advise? What's the best one?
1: Well, I I am biased towards walking, <laughs> and I am biased towards helping people uh, be motivated. And walking, the one thing that's good is you can count your steps. You know, at least ten thousand steps a day is a good goal to have, and um, which
0: will take you at least an hour.
1: Yes, uh, but of course this is throughout the day, yeah. so uh, if you're someone who is in our office all day, it will force you to get those steps sometime before you go to bed, and so it keeps you kind of in check. Of course, it's the minimum is 10000 Ideally, it would be maybe 15000 to really increase your fitness, but walking is something everybody can do. Um, it is cheap. You don't have to have any special equipment, You can do it anywhere, and so I am biased towards walking being the best.
0: (laughs) Gotcha, thank you. Our next lesson is going to be on liquids, so celebration, liquids. Really looking forward to that. Just before signing off, I'd love to bring your attention once again to the Missionary Health Series dedicated page on the IWM website. It may be small and modest at the moment, but it is something that will grow. Right on that page, you can subscribe to an email notification for updates about new episodes in the Missionary Health series. Several of our listeners have done that already after the first episode came out. If you haven't, we recommend you do that so that you don't miss out on this entire conversation. Remember, we will be publishing more things faster on that page than here in the main podcast feed. If you are interested in health, especially as it is related to life and ministry in the mission field, you'll want to make sure to be updated by our system as this resource will grow with new episodes and other additions. We're committed to it. Please feel free to contact Katja Reinert with questions or suggestions in regards to the series. She can be reached at ReinertK, that is R-E-I-N-E-R-T-K at gc.adventist.org. We'll be thankful and excited if you helped us share this episode with someone who may just simply appreciate being in a circle of mission-minded practitioners. I'm sure there are people you know who will want to be a part of a community of practice that this podcast and other related initiatives of the Institute of World Mission and its sister services, like IPRS and others, make possible. My name is Alex Ott. Looking forward to seeing you next week.